I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt. And this is The Land Academy this Show. This is episode number 1940. And today we are talking in depth about why sellers choose to sell their land for less than it's actually worth, less than market value. And then a little bit later, we're going to talk about the mistakes we have made in the land business, Jill and I, and how we turn them around. I'm so glad it's not mistakes we've made in life. <laughs> That would be, that could be a three hour show or more. You know, it always goes to that. Land business, I can handle, but the, the one I'm talking about, mistakes I've made in life, don't, oh, don't get me started. You know, if we made a contest out of that, yeah. I might win that contest. You know, I'm still making mistakes. <laughs> I was just going to say, I made about three of them this morning. Yeah, it's still yeah. pretty early. It's like yeah. 10, 10 in the morning. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. It's going to lead to that, I'm sure. Oh, totally. It's good. Hey, I hope you're uh, enjoying our new two. 2023 weekly show. Mm -hmm. uh, each week we answer questions here from our Land Academy Discord forum like we always have, but we've added uh, a land review, where we're, you know, a situation where we review land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Mm -hmm. We take a deep dive uh, into, you know, two land related topics by popular requests that I just mentioned. By the way, I'm enjoying the new format. No, seriously, you know what it is? I've, I felt like the old format, there's times I'm like, oh, I have so much more to say, but we're like moving on. I so think the, the old format is old. <laughs> that's very true. Thank you, Jack, for catching up to 2023. There's about, yeah, that's, well, it's all <laughs> it's me. Kinda sure. it. It's kind of it. really. There's about three people that made comment, negative comments about, darn, I, I wanted to listen to it every day. So you but can. You can. You snip it up. There's 1,939 shows that you can yeah, this is listen to true. every day. That's very true. And then when you run out of those, let me know. <laughs> If you're still with us. <laughs> Let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. If you want a sneak peek at our Discord channel, please go to landinvestors.com or landacademy.com. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. It's on there. <laughs> it's free and it's read only and it'll give you a feel for what our community is talking about uh, with each other. Okay, Brent wrote, so here's a newbie question for y'all. I have some land in Blank County, about 20 acres, and I bought it cheap, but it has about $7,000 in back taxes. So the tax lien holder is foreclosing. Beyond comps, how much should I determine if it's worth me paying the taxes and keeping the asset? Boy, have I been in this situation. Well, You're in was, it right now. You I was in this situation uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're constantly in this situation. That's it why happens. I included this. Here's the deal. Why I included this topic. Here's the backstory on how and why this happens. If you buy and sell a lot of land, uh, especially at, at the rates where we do $3,000 here, $5,000 there, 30000 you know, and tr it's all for sale, and you're selling, buying properties consistently, you accumulate land. That's the truth of it. And... You know, Jill's going to explain what our tax paying policy is on property taxes. <laughs> Takes a lot. <laughs> we don't pay taxes on property. Not, you know, unless, it, you know, okay, here's the truth time. So, yeah, it's, it's easy to, um, sometimes you get distracted. Sometimes you're like, shucks, it's, I don't, I don't know if I want to sell that now. I think if I wait a little bit, it's going to be better. And, and we're doing so much volume. It's totally fine. I remember too. Part of it is we pay cash for all these things, so I don't care. It's my money. I can let it sit there for a while. No one, I'm not making payments on it. I don't owe anybody any whatever. There's no mortgage on it or loan on it. So when do we worry about taxes? Uh, usually never. This is property taxes. Right. Because especially at our, let me, I'm going to talk at two levels. I'm going to talk about the low properties and I'm going to talk about the high dollar amount properties. First, I'm going to cover the easy ones, which is the high dollar amount properties. I'm buying those and selling those via escrow. So escrow is already catching up the taxes. So I definitely got to slow down here because this is. Can I? I'm going to give a back the back situation. Okay. I'm going to say the word, and so is Jill. Tax and lean, all real negative words. <laughs> and you know, not to scare you, the, but not, to inform exactly, you. To, exactly no, to just, inform you. Know, don't worry. Because this, it, believe it or not, this is a, a very serious sign of success for yes. Brent here. Brent's got a property. He probably had it for sale. Maybe it just, you know, 
It just didn't sell for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe he bought it with a bunch of taxes on it. Probably knew it going you into know, it. You know, he inherited. You should know it going into it. Some taxes. So the way taxes work with real estate is not what we're all used to True. when you hear the word tax. When you hear the word tax, you think of April 15th, I'm going to get a, uh, either a refund back or in a lot of cases of the Land Academy members, I'm going to have to write a bunch of checks because it's very, you know, it's expensive and we're making a lot of money. That's income tax. That's not what this is. These are property taxes and property taxes stick with the land. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with me as the owner or Jill or the companies that we own that own these properties, nothing. And so there's no real reason that we would ever pay our property taxes until we sell the property. And that's our policy. And if you're into this business, I encourage you to do the same. Uh, every year around property tax time, mm-hmm. we get tax bills in the mail, enough to fill a banker's box. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so bad anymore because we've liquidated a lot of our property, which is good. But if that property, for whatever reason that we have, goes on to the next year and we get another t- tax bill, it keeps accumulating. Mm-hmm. After a certain amount of time, the taxing authority, which is almost always the county, has a, a statutory process that they follow to get that property back on the tax rolls. In the state that Brent's talking about, uh, which I'm very familiar with, they make the lien to the property available to purchase for the public. So somebody can go buy, now I've got $7,000 worth of back taxes on a piece of property. Somebody else, anybody else can go buy that lien. Mm-hmm. And they they'll, they pay for the taxes, so the county gets their money. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, as the property owner, now have two choices. I can go pay the guy who bought my lien and get mm-hmm. my property back, mm-hmm. or I can forget about it. And the property goes back, doesn't affect my credit score, no one gives me a phone call, nothing. It's just kind of a non-event. This happens tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of times it's a just, year. It's just they're just like, fine, now we're giving it to him. So it's he's got. Kind of he's now happened. faced with this choice. Somebody mm-hmm. bought his lien, uh, and he's- Is it worth it? Should I, should I write this guy a check and get my property back, or should I just forget about it? There you go. And the bottom line is, is it worth it? That's really it. So seven thousand dollars in back taxes. All right. So I'm I'm guessing Brent, you paid one or two for this because you said he bought it cheap. So is it worth twenty? If it is, I'd do it. If I could sell it for for twenty, say I bought it for one or two thousand, I've got seven thousand in back taxes. Um, then then and it's really like you do it all wrong, and it's worth twenty. Then I would do it. By the way, I this is it. you know to, to accumulate seven thousand dollars in back taxes in a state that's out out west here. That's got to take time. maybe 10 years. Yeah. So if it's, this doesn't happen overnight. You know, I, I'll tell you a true story. This week, I was forced to make this decision. I went, I went and bought some property. This is before Jill and I joined forces. That's how old uh, these tax things are, or this back tax scenario. And, and I let two of them go back. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's one that's got an old mobile home on it that is adjacent to farmland that I'm going to write a, well, I, we are going to write. Thank you, Jill, for supporting my silliness. Mm-hmm. Jill and I are together going to write about it. Well, we're going to talk later about <laughs> mistakes we made, and don't think I won't bring this up. <laughs> we're going to write a $3,500 check to get you know our, our that property back, which I feel like is uh, pretty valuable, so that we can relist it for approximately 15 to 20 grand. I thought you wanted to keep it. Well, I do. It's got an old mobile home on it, and and. Uh, the, you, the, the electricity and this, water. And the if this thing. doesn't work out, this is his fallback plan. <laughs> oh, believe me. I've got a lot of mobile homes in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> so Jill's 100% right to directly, directly answer the question. Uh, it all comes down to economics. Are you going to uh, write a $7,000? You already bought the property, so yeah. let's say you paid a couple grand for it. That's what I think. So you might be into the whole deal for ten thousand dollars that's what i think it better be worth 20 to make this worth your while just that's forget it that's what i think exactly you know my question too just a side note just from this is experience this is why you're here too because nobody has more experience than this one so um i'm gonna i'm gonna just make an educated guess that if the back taxes have racked up to seven grand it's probably worth it 
it's a pretty good property. Because if, if the back tax is over 10 years or $700, then you're like, eh, that means they're paying 100 bucks a year, big whoop. But these these have some serious taxes on them, so I'm, I'm thinking it might be a good property. What Jill means is that, in general, the higher your tax rate, the more valuable. The more valuable the asset is. Not always, but it's a good indication. And that's not apples to oranges because the biggest pile of junk property in Trenton, New Jersey has like twelve thousand dollars of taxes a year. And that's let that those tax that tax amount, we pay less than that in our primary residence in Scottsdale. Mm. And it's, you know, Jill doesn't want to live in no junk. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at you know, that's not apples and oranges apples to oranges. You mean apples to apples? Yeah. Is that right? What did I say? You apples to oranges. oranges. Oh, I'm like, no. hey, actually it is apples to oranges. You're right. You can always count on your spouse to correct you. <laughs> sorry. It's gonna be that kind of a day. Yeah. You wanna when you compare uh uh, tax value and you want to look at within, <laughs> within the apples. same county and hopefully within the same area of the same county same way we price mailers i think it's very sweet that you turn that around it's usually because you know what it's usually me you're like what did you just say yeah <laughs> okay. today's topic we're going to talk about why sellers actually choose to sell their land for less than market value. Thank you, Jill. You're Save very me again. Welcome. That's time number two. You got it. That's why I'm here. Why would somebody ever, <sighs> ever sell a property that's worth $100,000 for $30,000 to Jill? Would you ever go on the internet and buy a share of stock that's trading at $100 and say, you know, I'm going to offer you a $22,000 for this. Because I like you. Yeah. No, you would be laughed off the trading floor. It would be laughed off the internet. Mm -hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. This is a market. And this is a, so why do people do this all the time? Why are we making millions of dollars every year? And people in our, in our group are making more than that. Mm -hmm. Buying property under its value and, and, uh, and, and shaking hands when it's over. Thanking us. Isn't that amazing? Why is that, Jack? Convenience. I haven't said my three uh, milk, my th the gallon of milk theory in a long time, so I'll say it, say it uh, here at the risk of sounding like an old man. It's not the risk. I am sounding like an old man because I am an old man. <laughs> so weird. You're not old. <laughs> you have three choices if you want to go buy a gallon of milk. You can get in your car and make uh, an afternoon out of it, go to Walmart or Costco, Shop and you get an amazing price on a gallon of milk. I don't know what milk goes for now, but it's probably two or three gallons, maybe two or three dollars a gallon, maybe more. It's probably eight in your way off. And you pat yourself kidding. on the back. Yeah, it's probably eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pat yourself on the back and you say, I got the best price on a gallon of milk there ever was. Or you can go to the grocery store that's right down the street and pay a couple dollars more a gallon or a dollar more a gallon, whatever the prices are. And because you just don't care because maybe you had some other stuff to pick up. And uh, when I go to the grocery store at this age, honestly, I don't look at the price tags as much more as much as I used to. It's just down the street and that's my grocery store. And the grocery store a mile down the road might have been cheaper, but just don't care. Mm -hmm. If I really need the milk bad, I'm going to go to the gas station and get it or a convenience store, which is really close and extremely convenient. And it only takes a few seconds out of my day. Now there's probably even a fourth option, which is call somebody to bring it to your house. Like That's Instacart. True. Instacart. <laughs> In that third case, I don't smack the uh, gallon of milk when I'm checking out at the counter in front of the guy and say, this is an absolute outrage. How much do you charge for this milk? Like I'm gonna, a convenience store? I'm going to buy it. Yeah. But it's an outrage how much this... It's, and if I ever did that, I would hope the clerk looks at me square in the eye and says, and go to Walmart. it's pretty convenient, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. go to Walmart Drive. if you need to. If you want to save some money, Yeah. go to Walmart. Why? Because it's convenient. Because I wanted the milk. It's quick. I was doing it anyway, driving right down the, uh, so people sell land and houses by the ton because they don't want to deal with real estate agents. They don't think that their property for whatever reason is worth what it's worth. They can't do math like Joe in her head 
or like you as a land academy member. They don't want to do any work. They got a letter. It's all, yeah. it's immediate gratification. They got an offer for $32,000 for a piece of property that they never cared about anyway. Mm-hmm. And they looked around and said, $32,000 sounds great. Mm-hmm. They don't have the conversation with themselves most of the time and say, this property property's probably worth more than $32,000. Maybe I should call my uh, friend and check my real estate agent friend. You know what's funny about that? They do say those words, but they don't do the second part. I've had them talk to me on the phone saying, I know I could go through the motions and get more for this, but I just don't want to. Jill, how fast can we close? I can name, I can name probably uh, very quickly, I'm not going to do it, but I can name probably 10 to 15 things off the top of my head that are in our house or in our office where if somebody sent me a letter, I have a pile of computer equipment, pile of computer equipment that's probably pretty valuable that if somebody said, uh, I'm going to come over for, I'm going to hand you a hundred dollar bill. And I'm going to clean out this closet. And I'm going to come over and and get all that stuff and just take it out of your life. What do you say? I would say, how fast can you get here? Yep. Don't because I don't care, and it's super convenient. Mm-hmm. I love the free section in Offer Up mm-hmm. and uh, Craigslist for different. It's just come and get all my stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what about? Are we going to talk about the uh, situational aspect sure. there too? Sure, because I ahead. do think that's part of it. So Jack just described the number one reason, in which is true. It's convenience. It is. I'm here with an. Uh, I you know virtual open checkbook ready to go and I can and do close these really fast for people they're like they they just the the weight is lifted for these people it's out of their lives and they're happy and that's when Jack's like when Jack says they shake our hands and hug us I've had people hug me literally saying thank you I know you're going to make more money on this and thank you for getting this out of my life and thank you I needed that money for x so that's the other piece of this which is situational it may be that like a lady I was just thinking about, it was her daughter's master's degree that was gonna pay for that. Um, you had one where it was gonna take the mom, the mom had cancer and that they could mm-hmm. afford to go to Hawaii. She so really wanted to, to take Hawaii her mom. for a month. Yeah, and afford to do that. Sometimes it's just a, some life event, like maybe they they got laid off, maybe, you know, something happened, somebody's sick, whatever it is, and they their car broke down. I've had everything from car broke down to this couldn't happen a better time, I just got the vet bill back and I want to save my dog. I mean, really, those are serious real stories or situations that I've helped people with. And they're like, thank you. There's no way they could get the $10,000 right now today to pay those vet bills to save their dog. If they had like, oh, I got to wait, find an agent, do this, do that. They're like, nope, let's do this. And and I'm ready to go. In most big cities, there's uh, if you drive around, you'll see check cashing places, which yeah. I've never understood. If you, I've had employees who take their paycheck and go cash it, and I, I've asked them, this is a distant past, way distant past, why are you doing this? Why don't you just deposit it in the bank? Yeah, I don't believe in banks. Mm. I, don't, I don't trust banks. Uh, and I just, I like to get my, my, uh, my paycheck and get the green cash. Mm. I want the cash and then that way I know how much money I have to spend uh, for the next two weeks until I get another paycheck. I, they don't say. I understand that. So That's do I. Cool. I do too. Yeah. They don't say, uh, they don't even think about the 19 or 20% that it costs to actually do that. Oh, I see what you're saying. And so if their paycheck's two grand, it would have been $2,200, or that's 10%, but $2,400. It doesn't enter their mind. They're not doing any math at all. Mm. Am I criticizing these people? Absolutely not. They have good and uh, valuable lifestyle reasons for these choices that they're they're going to make are they going to get rich making these choices like you know no probably not mm-hmm. you know they're not like us where it's premeditated and, and we're facilitating this are we taking advantage of these people absolutely not um, that's a good point to bring up because some people go oh well then you're talking them into it and all this stuff I'm like no i'm not Mm-mm. that's not one that's not how i roll i had too many people blowing up my phone when these mailers go out i don't have time to talk somebody you know i'm not going to do that it's kind of like hey here's my price if it works for you great if it doesn't i understand this is exactly what i say please hang on to my letter and let me know if you change your mind that's that's it if you think that's coercing and talking someone into something (laughs) we got to talk because believe me i've seen jill talk people into stuff that they don't want to do and that's different (laughs) and i 
I put back that flowery <laughs> comforter because of you. Just kidding. <laughs> and I don't have 18 pillows on the bed. Yeah, there's about nine. You're right. No, you know, it's so funny. If Jill's mind, that's a compromise. Three of them are, like, more than three are yours. <laughs> so. So let's do some math. Yeah. Now that we're all uh, hopefully understand it, this is a very, very difficult oh. concept for Anybody who's in real estate who comes to Land Academy and they say, how are you, you know, how do you guys make money? And I explain this. Many, many of them shake their head and say, this is that. Why would that ever work? Yeah. Can I, can I just talk about that for just a moment before we do the math? Because this is the part that perplexes me. They look at they ever, that people are can't get it in their head. And I'm like. I don't understand why 16 to 17,000 transactions as proof doesn't spell it out. Oh, we got lucky. I admit that's it. I got lucky 16,500 times. <laughs> Yay. There you go. I think it's probably over. We're not going to do another deal. That's it. Yeah, that's right. We've, we've just pushed it. So and it's it's funny. And this is one thing that I talk about with people when they're coming in the Land Academy. I've had some really good conversations in the last time weeks with new people and they're like what are, what do I need to watch out for I'm in I'm doing it what please tell me what I need to where I'm gonna catch myself so I don't make those mistakes like other people I said good question what you should do is don't second-guess this things are gonna come up like I'm telling you you need to offer this percentage of what you found and send the mail out like that and people go what are you really telling me to put this number on this thing? I'm like, yep, because watch what happens. And the, the, the smartest, best people listen and do it, and they watch what happens. And they go, oh, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, right? Because it's, and it's all because of what we're talking about right now. You're sending out these offers for these people. It's a situation, it's timing, it's convenience. We're good people, they trust us, we follow through. Everybody wins. That's it. And, and we're not talking anybody. We're not cold calling. We're not, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, we're not trying to uh, tap into the elderly community or whatever, you know, you think or people have said or whatever. I've heard all kinds of things. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not this at all. But anyway. Thank so let's you. do some math or some okay. real simple math. Once you've uh, accepted this concept and many people don't accept it. The, the hardest, the most difficult person to accept this is a really well-seasoned real estate professional um, who's been used to doing real estate deals successfully by dealing with brokers and paying people, you know, uh, they're used to buying a piece of property. Let's use a, a trailer park for an example, buying a trailer park that's 70% occupied, hiring a, a professional person to live on site to lease up those last 30%. Uh, maybe, well, there's all kinds of things you can do. Put older trailers on a park and then lease those out. But anyway, get the thing to 100% occupancy, maybe do some improvements and then resell it for the same cap rate. But because it's got a lot more revenue, you make a good spread on that. That's a very typical commercial real estate play. And it has never entered their mind that it would have been a hell of a lot easier to negotiate if the property wasn't for sale, if a broker didn't bring it to them. If they got there first, sent a letter to the owner of the uh, trailer park and said, you know, I'm going to, I'd like to buy a traffic trailer park for half a million dollars instead of paying a million through a broker. <laughs> then you would never have to go through all those improvements. You could have listed it with a broker and sold it for a million bucks and then you're done. Could you imagine? I wonder if that, the same, the same person you're describing, it's like they walk up to the counter and they, and they say, you know, here's like, a, like your gallon of milk story. It's like they walk up to the counter at Walmart or Costco, Costco. And they're like, you know what? This is actually too cheap. You should be pricing it at the, at the whatever. You should be pricing at the convenience store pricing. So here, I'm going to give you an extra $10. I don't need the, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't do that. Isn't that funny? Like, no, I, I know it's on sale, but I'm used to paying retail for everything. So please charge me retail. People are not selling their land on price no you will get a lot of phone calls and if you're in the right. in the group you do get a lot of phone calls where, where people are very price conscious yeah they're very clear about what their land is is worth and they're they are usually career salespeople mm -hmm. like corporate sales and something and they just want to talk 
talk about their hundred thousand dollar piece of property that they think is worth one twenty five, and they just got an offer from you for twenty three grand, mm-hmm. and they think that they're going to talk you into it into paying a hundred thousand dollars. So that person cares about price. Those are not people we do deals with. Mm-hmm. Often, and Jill will describe this uh, fifteen different ways. If your offers $23,000, they might come back because they're negotiators. You should do a show on this where different personality mm-hmm. types call you back. That's good. $30,000 you do it, even though the property's worth one hundred and twenty. Right. They just they, need to get that little extra whatever. Yeah. And then that's what they want. Mm-hmm. They just want some juice out of that. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's an endorphin rush for them. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, not a big fan of negotiation. Just to feel like they got something out of it. Mm-hmm. I know you said 28000 but I need thirty. Okay, I could do thirty. We've done... Many, 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 many deals where they really have patted themselves on the back because they feel like they got so price is sort of involved with that person, but I don't think so. I don't actually think they know what it's worth at all. They don't, and they don't care. They don't. They are. It, what matters to them is getting a little bit more out of us. Feeling like They're they negotiators. Won. Yeah. Feeling like they Which won. Is fine. And I'm good with that. I'll let them have the win. That's good. You know, it's funny you um, you bring that up at the price. One of the things that I don't do hate doing not going to go down this rabbit hole is a guessing game about price so this scenario you just said you offer twenty eight thousand dollars the person doesn't have a number right they're like nope doesn't work try again i'm not going to go 29 nope try again <laughs> that's an auction 30 nope try <laughs> a again reverse auction. you know that funny not going to do that don't even go there so what i'll do though this is so funny i'll say all right you know how i roll we know how this is gonna, you know, we know how this could end. Um, what is your bottom, rock bottom number that if I handed you cash today, you'd say, fine, Jill, I'll take it, it's yours kind of thing. And then let them give you a number and then you try to make that work. But what's funny is I sincerely believe that that number has nothing to do with the property. That's what I think, Jill. And do you know what it's Exactly tied to? what I think. It's tied to his wife just came in this morning and said she wanted to remodel the kitchen. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And that's what the kitchen costs or fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. It's There's something back there that they're like, huh, this money will solve that problem. That's my number. And you just have to, you just have to get that out of them. It's so funny. So let's do the math. Okay. If you so now you've accepted this, whether you're the trailer park guy, the buyer, or the seller, or a potential Land Academy member, or an existing Land Academy member uh, that's wondering how many offers you should send out a month, does it make more sense to try this five thousand times or five hundred times? The obvious answer is the more people you reach, it's good by sending out a mailer the more uh, opportunities, acquisition opportunities that are will physically and literally be signed purchase agreements on your desk for you to review. Exactly. You're really shooting yourself in the foot if you think you're gonna send out a 500 unit mailer at price at 25% or 20% of, of the established retail value and uh, get a lot of response. Yeah. You know, because the people that don't care about price or the people that uh, are negotiators or the people that, that we just described, the situations that we described, you know, are less prevalent than people who think that their property is uh, worth a million dollars. We didn't talk about that. There's a handful of people that believe their $50,000 property is oh, worth $50 million. Priceless. That's Because there's, there's gold in there. That's exactly. Literally gold. They, those are people that, and when you get those situations, they don't want to sell. That's so, what's going on. You know. This last career path, we had a person who was uh, on Jill's, Jill's side of the world, uh, not mine, who's not a tech person and not into the data piece at all. That's just, you know, lifelong salesperson. And she said, what are you guys talking about? You send all this mail out? I send about three, 400 mailers, units out uh, and I don't even price it. I just say, I want to buy your land. And then she proceeds to stay on the phone with each person who calls her back and wear them, filibuster them down. I don't know. Women can do this for some reason. I, I don't know if that was the right term, but she would just talk to them and for an hour, though. That's the, the exact uh, strict definition of filibuster. Okay. Talk until you I get what you want. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm choosing to be very supportive here. That was just her way. And so there's nothing wrong with that. 
but she was very surprised that we send all this mail out. Well, here's a well. There is one problem with that. You can only talk to eight people a day or ten people a day. How long? How long are you gonna do? If you do an hour long call, I'm not. I can't do that. If I have eight hours a day, I'm talking to fifty people or more. So it's yeah. it, it would stand a chance. And I came up with this program. Uh, you know, this methodology of sending out offers. You know, I'm not. I'm sure. not slapping myself on the back here. I'm you really should. not. You should. I didn't learn this from somebody and I didn't like take away that somebody was doing it and do my own offshoot of it and that shoot of, you know, offshoot version of it. Go make tons and tons of money with Jill and then launch Land Academy based on this concept. I came up with this and I failed at it a lot, Mm -hmm. many, many, many times until I honed into into actually sending people an offer. Why? Why did I come up with this? Because I don't want to cold call people. I don't want to talk on the phone all day like some people do. I want to send out a bunch of offers in a perfect world, not talk to anybody, get a bunch of offers, a much smaller number back in the mail of signed offers at the numbers that I can control. Right. And do and pick the ones that I want and do the deal. Right. And it's I started sending mail out like this in the early two thousands, and we never stopped mm-hmm. because it works, and we still don't uh, mm-hmm. stop. And Joe and I get thank you notes every week because we have a person uh, in the advanced group in the Career Path Alumni group that just sent out eighty thousand units of mail. He said he's got maybe twenty five deals that he's looking at that are, you know, he ran out of acquisition money, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. Yeah. And so he's seeking deal funding. The numbers really work. The more mail you send out, it's true. the more deals you're going to do. That's true. Thank you. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from the weekly Thursday member webinar. In County, Georgia, 5.22 acres. We have access, affordable, alive. Nope. No. Uh, hold on a moment. The husband passed on. The land is in an estate trust, but the wife is alive and wants to sell. We need to double check in Georgia the um if it's an automatic thing the wife may or may not know if it's in a trust yeah that's what it is she may or may not know so that that's that's okay that's a that's a helper with a phone call to the her attorney who can help her with this and by the way the attorney if you're going to get the attorney involved in this by the way ask if the attorney can close a deal for you because that would be cool and they would like that and if the estate has any money left in it to pay him or her oh that's a good there you go so, all right. Uh, purchase price ten thousand five hundred. Thanks for could sell it for thirty five thousand five hundred. Uh, large piece. I'm already worried. Um, I see there's a power line running through the western side of the property. Is that a deal breaker or a bargaining chip? I have three things so far at me right now, Joshua. So I'm just just telling you, I'm, I'm reaching for my FIFA cards. I'm holding both of them right now. <laughs> so I pull this up just so you know that what goes on in the mind of an old crusty man. <laughs> <laughs> I pull this up and I see that this is all built around really good, built up properties everywhere, a couple of vacant lots. That's okay. Great access. What's wrong with this property? Why is it still like this? Because mm-hmm. it looks great and the price looks great. The only thing, the only thing so that's- the question is now we're going to dig deep and we're going to find out what's wrong. At least it's better than that one. <laughs> Bloodplane's okay. What I hope the answer is, is it just left over because this guy was older and his wife now has it and they just want to get rid of it. If that's the case, I'm in. Oh, I don't no. think that's the case at all. I'm holding one FIFA card right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I will show it in a minute. The answer is this. So the question you have to ask yourself is a lot of this property is in this easement where you will own and pay for infinitely as the end user of this, the right to look at that. Hey, will you check the legal? Just make sure there's nothing funky in there. That's the bad news. The good news is you got a bunch of usable property here. A lot of it, actually. A ton of usable property here. So maybe Mrs. Widow, you can pull a a Sam here and say, you know, I thought it was worth $10,000, but really we're buying half the property Mm -hmm. because this is all in an easement. So what do you say? 5,000 bucks, we call it a day. Ironically, they paid $4,600 for it. There you go. We toggle back. When was that? Toggle. 2,000. There we go. And there, there it is. They tried to sell it and couldn't. But look at, it was him. What's the deal here? He put it from his name to his trust, name. Oh, that was probably it. I love it. You're like, well, the mail hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to go run errands. I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. 
I'm trying to find what these how value of these houses are just to get a gauge. Mm -hmm. 179,000 in 2016. Mm -hmm. I would buy yeah. this. I would buy it for five. Period. Just buy it for 10. Yeah, I would buy it for 10, but I'd try to get it for five because the easement. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, hold on a moment. Don't forget, we're not even sure we could transfer it. Well, we don't know if we can transfer it. And honestly, you don't know if it's usable because now you've got a pretty narrow piece of dirt and I'm not sure, you know, it looks like it's okay. Just looking at it, like this is usable because this is mm -hmm. usable and this is usable. You just need to, you need to confirm all this. Got Sid, this is a, look at what Sid Dean writes here. He was on. Got a hate off. call and a signed contract all on the same day. That's just how it is. What a business. Isn't that great? <laughs> I swear when the hate calls come in, I'm like, yeah, we priced it right. All right, sit tight. Yeah, I got a couple of validation calls where they're like, you offered me like a third of what it's worth. And it's like, perfect. Yep, great. <laughs> I was for. Totally. Like, woohoo. <laughs> I am so excited. Here we are, 2023. Land Academy is open. We're open arms. Come if you're interested. I have Career Path coming up. We're going to do two this year, by the way. Career Path is our high level kind of. Um, it's, it's like our people call it a mastermind group. I know you, you're, that's not, you're not a huge fan of that term, but it's kind of our, our level of our mastermind group that's happening right now. We have one in the spring and we have one coming in the fall. So check out landacademy.com for more. Our, I know our direct mail company offers to owners. It's offers in the number two owners.com is killing it too. There's a lot of people uh, following us and sending out a lot of mail. So if this is something you want to get into, go to land Academy, download our free ebook or just send a note to my team via support at landacademy.com let's take another question posted by one of our members on the land academy discord online community again if you want a sneak peek for free check out our discord channel on landinvestors.com or landacademy.com becky wrote Hello all, this was my Christmas present to me this year. I'm very happy to have found Land Academy and looking forward to learning and sharing with everybody. I'm narrowing my focus to land investing and have a couple of properties under contract after my first set of mailers in November. Good for you. Still feeling the OMG, what have I done? What if I can't sell them jitters? That's so cute. And this seems like a great place to work through it and move forward. So what would you, you know, what what's, was the your, question? what's your advice to her? She's got jitters. Oh, just the jitters. Oh, that was, I, I'm like, can I'm I sell like, them? oh, I'm like, I thought that was just like, oh, I'm just working through it kind of comment. Like, oh, you're fine. I asked Jill this because I have to tell you that on a personal level with Jill, she's fearless. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't hear and, that and, as a and question. the day that I met you, <laughs> it's always been like that. It just, if I said, let's go to Taiwan for a month, Jill would say, great. Uh, I can do it next Monday. Would, or one would, day, I'll, 24 <laughs> hours, give me 24 hours, <laughs> which I did before. And we've done that. Uh -huh. I, we've gone to Paris that way and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy. Like it's like drinking a glass of water for Jill to answer this question. You know, she's got, uh, can I sell these properties jitters? I love this, pro this thing. It's exciting to me. So, you know what you just, Becky, you know, you know what you're doing. You just have to trust yourself. You know that you're not going to buy them, put down the money if you're not really, really feeling great about what's going to happen on the back end. And if you're still not sure, run it by the community. Pot, toss it in Discord. That's why everybody's there. Say what they think. Or save it up. Ask us on the Thursday call if it's something like, there's some you know right away. You know, I think that, especially when you're when you're new, you got to, I do, sure, you got you to feel like, okay, I need to get going here. I understand. Trust your peers and trust your gut then after you get going you're gonna be like oh i just saw how that happened now i really know this area i know this i know this kind of thing and there's still going to be a few that pop up now and then you're like hmm i'm having a little trouble making this decision or hmm before i write a check for over two hundred thousand dollars i kind of want to run this by somebody else to make sure i'm making a good decision i totally get it but the best thing i, I mean i could say is you know use us and uh and you and and move forward. I can't emphasize this enough. And uh, if you're in the land business or not, or you want to be, I would like you to memorize this sentence forever for your entire career. If you don't think that you can sell a piece of land for, yeah. for how much that you think you should sell it, don't freaking buy it. It's true. 
don't put yourself i did all this put all this mail out right. i got these six offers in front of me i gotta buy all six of them i want to be in the land business i don't want to work for my w-2 job anymore i'm gonna take a chance don't do that don't do ever that. only buy the land yeah that you are ridiculously confident that you can sell very very quickly uh after you buy it right how do you get that confidence well, that's what would you do this deal is for in Discord, the channel. Right. That's, that's what the Thursday call is. is mm -hmm. So you can ask us if you should buy it and if the, it's the right price and what the logical outcome is. And finally, experience. Partner up. There's a par uh, partner's wanted section in Discord also. Partner up with somebody who's got 10 years of experience and a ton of money. They're going to love to talk to you about the deals you, that you br you're bringing in. It's just more deals for them to fund. I have There's, a fourth way too. Oh, sure. A fourth call, call Jill. Here's her phone number. <laughs> a fourth way is ask a local ro broker. I love this one. If I'm really, if I just need, sometimes you have some Becky that you feel great about. And you're like, I just want one more person to tell me I'm not nuts. Call a local broker. Don't tell them anything about what you're paid for it. They don't need to know any of that. Just like, okay, hey, I've got this property. I'm looking at selling it. What do you think? You could sell this for in, I don't know, 30, 60, 90 days, whatever makes sense to you. See what they say. And then you'd be like, oh, you're, you're going to go, whoa, okay, whoops, I'm glad I called them. Or you're, a lot of times I, I get the, wow, it's even better than I thought it was. I need to hurry up and buy this. <laughs> oh. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're taking a risk. Right. We're, here at Land Academy, we're all about eliminating all but Definitely. eliminating risk are you going to make uh, some mistakes once in a while sure yeah. are you going to buy a piece of property that you know everybody told you it perked and then it doesn't and then you've got to liquidate it for a, a lesser amount than, than you uh, originally thought yeah but that's why we buy it so cheap right. so you buy it for 20 grand you anticipate selling it for 80 or 90 some stuff really goes sideways and you sell it for 40 double your money right you're good yep. no risk yeah Today's second topic that we're going to talk about is called the mistakes that we've made in the land business and how we actually turn them around. Jill's going to parlay it into the mistakes that I make daily as her life partner. <laughs> Can I start there, please? Because that list sure. that's just fresh on my mind. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Jeez, how many mistakes have you professionally made? Oh, gosh. You know, ever talk to any adult, anyone who's over the what, age of 22, and they're going to say some version of, boy, if I could go back. Yeah. All you do is you just have to fix them and move on. I made mistakes from, you know, overpaying for a property, actually. Usually, I had, my most recent one is I didn't overpay for the property. The person I funded overpaid for the property, and I didn't catch it. I trusted them too much. But that's on me. I should have caught that. To even if you if you're like us and you have a staff and you employees, sometimes you make mistakes and hire the wrong people. You got to undo that too. So there's all kinds of mistakes that that can happen, and and whew, the main point is, and I know we're going to talk more in depth. For me, is fix it as fast as you can. Don't look back and just move on. In around 2009, 2010, uh, you know, Joe and I joined forces in. And before that, I built a company from the 90s to, let's say, 2008, where uh, my life was grand. Uh, the, the financial accomplishment that I, at that very young age, was um, extraordinary by anybody's measure. I had uh, and lived on for quite some time a yacht in San Diego and was, you know, pretty much living the dream by anybody's standards financially. And what was I doing to get to that point? I was auctioning off real estate land on eBay. Was a, we were the largest seller of uh, land in that category for many, many years in a row. I met all the executives at eBay. I did an annual, uh, you know, uh, an annual meet and greet and seminar in Washington D.C. every year, where I would speak about you know why we we're successful at. And so I was traveling in those circles. What I didn't realize at the time is that I had a single point of failure. We were buying land very, very efficiently in some ways more, but sending out mailers, just like we do now. 
very efficiently for a different product type and then auctioning them off on eBay uh, and collecting the, the proceeds, the, the gap, and quite frankly, getting rich. We got rich. Around 2006 to maybe seven, people stopped buying property on eBay. And I had, it was a single point of failure. I don't know what to do. Because the asset types that we were buying, which are very inexpensive, large acreage properties uh, in the in very, very rural areas west of the Mississippi, nobody had the money or the interest for, uh, let's call them luxury assets at that time. They're not really luxury assets, but it's something that you don't need. You know, it was one of the, it was the worst, second worst recession in the history of this country, depression. They called it the Great Recession instead of the depression from the, from the uh, 20s, 1920s. And so that was it. I thought it was over. Uh, Jill and I, uh, a couple of years after that, you know, I was, I had very, very little money. And I'm being really honest here because a couple of people asked for this in Discord. Like, yeah, tell me some nice. bad stuff. Okay, yeah, that's good. But joining forces with Jill, yeah. what I did have is a lot of real estate. Paid for real estate that yeah. was just collecting dust uh, and collecting back taxes. And so I met Jill socially before we decided to join forces professionally. And we went about having a relationship successfully. And then one day I said, you know, I've got all this real estate. I heard her on the phone. I don't know what you were selling. You were talking to somebody. It was, uh, I don't know what your job was at the time. Mm-hmm. But I heard you selling something. And I said, the light bulb went off in my head. And I said, what if I, what if I give you these pieces of property and show you how we're doing this? You know, would you be interested in that? And she said, fearlessly, are you kidding me? Tell me where to start. And so a month later, she generated all this money off of assets that I thought were dead and gone forever. Why? Because she has the personality she has. So, and I have the personality that I have. I'm not interested in doing that. That's one of my failures. Let me leave that one for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I'm very good at acquisitions. I want to be honest. I'm not that good at sales. I can do it. But I don't have the the raw, you know, in your gut yeah. drive that Jill does. So failures, geez, I had a single point of failure. But believe me, that never happened again. Yeah. Jill even took tranches of real estate that we had. I gave her a database of I don't know, fifteen of my the guys that I that are all crying in their in their beer just like me, and sent them packaged up these deals and sent them to them and sold them at wholesale prices that they could not believe uh, were so cheap. And so mm-hmm. we kept ourselves above water. Uh, Jill did. Jill got me out of that uh, recession Thanks. and put put us back on the map. And what is it now? Geez, 12 years later, 10, year, 10 or 14. 12 years later. Yeah, for 14 us, 14. Years. But, yeah. but since we, oh, re- we had to restart, yeah. we, we, you know, we were, we, we were just out of money. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily we had a paid for house and, it, you know, we had some stuff to work from and a bunch of assets to sell. But you still have to put food on the table. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And yeah. so here we are back in the saddle. So you can come back from nothing. True. You just have to really work at it. You have to be incredibly organized. Um, if you have to, find a partner. Find yeah. some somebody who's got talent. I didn't even know she had this talent when I met her. Because okay. a lot of it's just really lucky Thank on you. my part. Not you, not so much. Yeah, no, that's one of my <laughs> failures. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I remember those days. That was fun. It was. I, you know, here's part, I, I always have trouble with questions like these because I look at everything as a stepping stone. You know, probably some people would argue, you spent 17 years at American Airlines. Were you nuts? You know, I'm like, yeah, in some ways, probably, you know, spinning my wheels. I hit max pay. Well, that's great. It's still way lower, lower than I can't even I wonder what it is nowadays. But, you know, who wants max pay? This is it. This is all you can make. You can never make any more. Congratulations. Isn't that funny? But I, I have, you know, I had seniority. I That's not pick- pe- max pay, by the way. That's a cute little name for something. It's true. But, you know, max pay is a, not a number. In our world, max pay is infinite. Elon Musk hasn't hit max pay. Exactly. So some people would argue that that might have been a failure. You know what? And maybe in some ways it was because, you know, what? it was keeping me from doing something else. Yeah, but you changed it. I did. 
you know, you actively changed that. I did. I snapped long, long before I met One you. One day, I'm like, "This is. I'm done. I can't do this anymore." I, I felt. I felt a little bit brainwashed. To be honest with you, you know, the golden handcuffs. I. I had them, and I went, "What am I doing? This is. This was crazy." I. Ne- I knew that there was more for me. I knew I could do more. I just had to get out and find it. And I just. I just left. I up and left. Like, and my all my friends are like. What happened to Jill? It was the, the same funniest thing. thing. I did the same thing in accounting. <laughs> They're like, she's gone off the deep end now. And then, and it's, and they're like, oh. And then I took that step out. I found another job. I was very, very happy making more money. And I was trying to lure my friends. I'm like, you know what? There is, there's life out here. Join me. You know, it's like, it's like the prison. And I'm trying to pull them out there. They're like, oh, I don't know. It's safe and cozy in here. And I get all my meals and everything. I'm like, you guys are nuts. So anyway, anyway. Um, so I found some of the jobs and then I found you and I knew there was more. And so I was looking for you. So thank you. And I was looking for Likewise. this opportunity. Obviously we both were. Thank you. I knew that I had this in me and, and I, and I, I knew I would never be afraid of who I'm talking to or the kind of deal or where it is or how much money or who they are or what they have. I don't care. Let's, let's figure this out. <laughs> so fast forward to 2015, Jill and I are, are uh, along this little timeline between let's say, call it 2010 and 15, we're back in the saddle. Yeah. You know, we're buying and selling land pretty effectively. Having a good time. And this time, because Jill's doing so much phone work, uh, in the past we didn't, there was no real, for years we never had a phone number, published phone number. <clears throat> we just had instructions on how to get deals done once we uh, auctioned the property off, which worked really well. Fast forward now, and Jill's doing a lot of phone work with our competitors. These are people that are very, very like-minded. You know, people that are used to doing a lot of real estate deals, uh, either in the eBay environment or in rural markets. We're finding that there's a, you know, what, what we found out when Jill started talking to these people on the phone was that they're not interested in buying one piece of property from us. They're interested in buying every single thing that we find. Mm-hmm. And, and it progressed itself into well, how the hell are you guys buying this so cheap anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, how about you just show me how to do it? And we did. Mm-hmm. And then they were sending out their own mail. And so... Well, most of them wouldn't do it. Not funny? A lot of them wouldn't yeah. do it. They're like, all right, thank you for filling me in. I'm not going to do that work. I'm like, it's not that work. But whatever. For whatever reason, <laughs> it, they, they weren't doing it. Some of them were, some of them weren't. So I put together a little, uh, a little 30-page document about how to send out mail and why, which I know now is the beginning of Land Academy. And so we decided to, you know, we had sat down and said, maybe we should just put this out to the world because we were always running out of money, acquisition money at that time. Mm-hmm. Even we were doing great. Mm-hmm. We were still we had way more deals and there was no such thing as deal funding or land mm-hmm. academy community where we could go. Well, let me pause and say that's one very, very positive thing about you too. And we're still this way to today. We don't borrow money. All the stuff that we did was cash. We bought what we could afford. And you better believe there's times I'm like, we need to hurry up and, and uh, I need to sell this because I need the money to buy this kind of thing and just kept it going. So, right. Thank you. And we made a great living. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, you know, at the yacht level. We decided to launch Land Academy to, cre- to create a group of like-minded people so we could solve that funding problem for ourselves. And it worked. And people were bang, beating down our doors, like, please tell us. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I'll have to tell you, my point in telling you the story is that in, from 2015 to now, which is, I guess, 2023, there are, we, we've launched little interior products within Land Academy based on what people wanted, because that's what Land Academy was in the beginning. It's what people wanted. Yeah. Show us how to do this. And many of them, yeah. because this is about failure today, didn't work. They didn't work because people didn't actually know what they wanted or they didn't work because we weren't operating them correctly. The most obvious one was Title Mind. We, everybody wanted us to do their deals. They wanted us to be their transaction coordinator and, and the title escrow. company. Mm-hmm. To which I say, we've got all this pent up demand. Let's do it. Right. What a mess. In an internal mess for us. Uh, We ended up getting all the deals that people couldn't do. Any escrow agents couldn't do because they were so flawed, wrapped up in liens and some worst, you know. Chasing people down. What do we do? Do we say screw it? No. No. Our answer to that now is Land Academy Pro, which we're going to launch this year because we've got really good people in place now to complete transactions, not only for us, but for our members. So my point is this. 
you can look at it like a failure or you can roll with it, roll with the times, roll with the economy, get a partner. There's all kinds of things that can happen that can you know, get you back up on your feet pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to uh, look, at, look at yourself in the mirror and say, no more single point of failure, I really screwed that up. Yeah. Just because you screw something up doesn't mean you're a terrible idiot person. Mm-hmm. It just means you made a mistake. The big picture is that's why you're here. I think, and I know that's why a lot, why people are in Land Academy, because we have the experience, you know, the, the years that, that we've got separately and combined into this and the deals that we've done and the things we've overcome, try to stump me. <laughs> we, yeah, we've either been too. in that situation or I got, I got a really good idea how to handle that situation because we had some similar, let me tell you about how this one went kind of thing, which is which is great and and things like you know we and that's we're always we're always evolving too you know we we don't whatever we did five years ago when land academy now we've got a better data solution is it do we look at it like it was a problem no it's it evolved it's better now Mm -hmm. we learned from that and now we're gonna do this and oh one of my favorites is you know selling on the internet or selling on like social media when that when we figured that out i'm like who knew yeah you know that was you know 10 years ago that was unheard of that you would be marketing a property and you know what i'm talking about you see houses all the time you know on facebook to buy that was not a thing 10 plus years ago that's right it's it's great and we're just and we're going to keep doing it mistakes are good mm-hmm. failures are even better yeah Jill, you have something uh, inspirational you want to share. Yeah, you know what? Today I'm going to talk about just a few minutes on getting distracted and losing focus. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, from, it's, it happens. Um, I, I, I have to catch myself sometimes. And this is coming up because I talked to someone about this re- recently too. So... Let me let me paint the picture. You know, you know, people get into Land Academy, and they send out mail, and they started off really well. Here's this. This is giving you a a working example here. Starting off really well, and they're like, they picked all the five acres. I'm gonna do five acre properties. This is the price range I'm gonna buy them in. This is the price range I'm gonna sell them in. Out goes the mail, and here come offers. That one, okay, that fits my criteria. That fits my criteria. Like, holy moly! Not only does that guy have this, but he has ten mobile homes. I need to look at that too. Hold on a moment. (laughs) You could go down this rabbit hole and and lose days weeks, months, trying to make something work and you're losing focus and you're gonna lose money, by the way, by by chasing something shiny. It's not that it couldn't be a bad deal, but let's, let's I want you to, I want you to keep your focus and stay on track until you really have a good handle on it and then start thinking of these things. I was talking to someone recently about, um, you know, we're a niche and there are niches within our niche. How I say focused and I don't get distracted is I always remember every single day what it says on my thing. I'm land. I am a land person. That's my number one thing. I know that the best, it's the easiest, it's the fastest, it's the most fun for me, it's the most profitable for me. Land. I know how to do it. I have a well-oiled machine now. Um, so that, and that's a niche, you know, it's not, I'm not, I don't walk around saying, oh, I'm all real estate. Okay. Really pick one, you know, no, I'm, I have to tell you, that's a common discord. I'm uh, theme in discord. I'm seeing right now, which is people just like, oh, I'm just everything There's, real estate. Whatever that, it is no, comes at me. I've got this deal. Oh boy. And it came back in. Yeah. There's one in there right now Yeah. about it's next to an elementary school. There we go. And so a it massive be a liquor stri- store. string. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yes, it should be a liquor store for teachers only. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. I'm just thinking of foot traffic. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was totally subconscious. Yep. I just, it was. I just came right out. You know what's? Uh, we're about to go into the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is in Phoenix, right? In, yeah. This week and the golf tournament. Like what? it'll be over by the time this airs, but yeah. Jill's thinking about liquor stores. For Apparently, reason, which works out well for me in the end. I'm gonna nice slice it. That should be every <laughs> next the elementary school zoning liquor store zone next door. That should be automatic. <laughs> should be in the parking lot on your way out. He said the parents need it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers only liquor stores. That would work. <laughs> like there's somebody, which it's great. You know, they sent the mailer out. They got a property back. They're wondering what the use can be for this property and. To which I say, and it's marked a huge string of like really intelligent responses. Well, you can do this, you can do this. And all it's, and people are spending taking time out of their day to talk about this property. What? I along the and I know this is your section, so I don't want to obviously no, take I love it over, this. but look, please focus on that. Just focus this one. This is all we're supposed to do to get rich. This is all Jill and I do to get rich. We send out mail very intelligently we price it correctly uh and we and then joe's staff answers the phone and then she does a bunch of deals Uh she doesn't ask what's going to happen and 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 take take the thing like it's a rubik's cube and take the piece of property and really dig into it and bang her chest and say i am a real estate land person i love this deal and i'm going to take this piece of property and it's going to be something amazing no what she does is she says we're buying it for 38 because it was priced right i'm going to bang my chest a little on that Jack did his job. It's priced right. We're going to sell it for $92,000 because everybody's telling me it's worth ninety two. dollars Brokers and all the people that reach out, cool, we're buying it. Next. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. all we do. Exactly. So you, so I do, I do ask this question. I do want you to ask this question too when you get people and they call you back. Like, is there anything else that you have? Bring it in. Get it all in there. But if it doesn't meet your, match your immediate criteria right now, Put it on the side, move it down your spreadsheet, make a separate little air table thing for you to get back to those later on because you will go down that rabbit hole. Otherwise you're gonna, if you lose focus, you go down that rabbit hole. Now you're not making any money. You're not paying yeah. attention to your bread and butter. You're not getting your mailer out. You're not doing all that stuff. You have to do that stuff later. And I was talking about niches. So even though, you know, we're, we're a niche in ourselves, which I love, but there's niches within our niche. You might be the agricultural expert. You might be the, um, I know how to, uh, get access in this area i figured it out i had a tough one and now i know how to get legal uh access for all these situations so now i'm going to be that pro so that kind of a thing that's gold and i love that stuff but if you're constantly and people do that like you said you send out a really good big 10,000 unit mailer. You're going to get back everything from a house to uh, a marina. A, a, yep. And a cemetery. And hey, I got a Dunkin' Donuts. You want that too? Vacant hospital. Fill these in are the all blank. real. We, these are real things that have happened to us. They will come back to you. You can't get distracted unless and, and the time is right. And if you really want to go there, you got, and then you have to really have an honest discussion with yourself is how much time am I going to devote to this? And, and then cut yourself off. We're all entrepreneurs. And yeah. so we all want here to make money and we're all uh, constantly challenging everything and looking at things. The strict definition of an entrepreneur, the French word means that it literally means looking at something in a different way that everybody else look, would look at it. And so when a piece of land comes in, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're going to say, "Are you kidding? This property's adjacent to you elementary know, school." An el- and it, so it could be, and then your mind goes nuts because you're a good entrepreneur. Instead of you just got to retrain yourself, retrain yourself to say, "This property uh, looks like it would be. I'm buying it so cheap. I'm buying this property so cheap. I don't care where it is. Mm-hmm. It's so cheap. Someone's going to buy pay mm-hmm. uh, twice what I'm paying." Mm-hmm. Thank you. And that's it. Good, Jack. What do you have for us today that's informational? My topic is quite simply called Potential Lies Within Personality. Earlier, hmm. I described this scenario about Jill where I gave her a pile of real estate that I thought was dead and she turned it into cash. 
So I didn't sit around and ask myself, I want, you know, Jill's got some potential. She's got some real estate potential. I've never said that about her. But you can start with looking at your personality first to see if there's, if you can reverse it. Look at, at your personality first and see where the potential is. The first thing that we do on day one of Career Path here at Land Academy is ask everyone to take a personality test. Why? Because we want a baseline and I want you to have a baseline about who you are. If you're a Jill and you jam yourself up every day trying to be a Jack, there's no real potential in that. You need to be unhappy. You're, Not because of you. You need to. Just because it doesn't fit your personality. That's kind of your problem. Exactly. <laughs> you make choices, your own choices uh, every day. Yeah. Jill. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> There's potential in your personality. There's not potential. You know, what potential did Jill get by working at American Airlines for 17 years? Nothing. She hit the ceiling. They don't care. They don't There's, care. There was no, they didn't reward her for her potential. No. If they would have, she'd be, she'd be the uh, vice president of sales right now. Yeah. Can you imagine? I, You're the vice president of sales of American <sighs> Airlines. How much more successful that Are you company would, oh, be. would be. I thought you meant how much crap I'd be dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, but you'd still be smashing yeah. it. Yeah. True. Look for the potential in your own personality. Find out where your personality is. Take a test. What's the name of that test? A neogram or something? Mm -hmm. Take a test or many, many tests uh, online. You know, do it with your spouse. It's hilarious how different I, Jill, are uh, mm -hmm. in these personalities. But we both we want to go to the same place. Once you know what your personality is, build your build yourself a little team. Whether it's partners, or uh, people that work for you, or funding partners on Discord, or all of that. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to send out a mailer because you're real concerned about pricing it correctly, find some somebody to do it for you. Do you think that if you have it a little fire in your tummy that you can uh, change this? Say your potential lies within your personality. What if you know that you don't have that that drive? You you have some drive, but you don't think you have enough. Can you train yourself? No. Oh, oh, and this is one of the ways we differ. <laughs> I, I said no. Well, I said no because I mean no. But I knew that I know you're going to counterbalance this, and I would. You should take some time at the end of the show here to talk about that because Jill, Jill wow. is Jill. Literally, literally, grew up next to Disneyland with all kinds of hope in the world. Yep, and I literally grew up in Detroit with no hope. Isn't that funny? So. Tell us, tell us about your hope. Okay. <laughs> I was so driven. Yeah, so I, my, my personality was so driven to get wealthy and move to the West Coast that I would have done anything, just about anything. And I did yeah. do just about anything to make that happen. Yeah. So that's so funny. That That's a good point. I just see it so differently because I say there's a fire in there. I think you can overcome some stuff. It may take you a long time. Some people, some people are like me. I know they have no fear. I'll go running into this. I'll go running into a fire because you told me that this suit's going to protect me. And this is at the other end. Done. Here I go. And there's some people who are like, oh, I don't know. I got to see ten people do it first and make sure they're alive on the other side. Maybe a hundred people do it first, and then I got to put my pinky in or whatever it is. I got to test this. I, I understand. That, but I th I think that if there's if you want to I don't know maybe it's me you know I, I just me, think if you really really want it bad enough I think you can I think you can overcome a lot and do it me I mean let's dig just a little bit deeper here I know I want to buy and sell land for the rest of my life I also yeah. know I do not want to talk on the phone not even one time a day not to my employees not to uh, you know our executive staff and honestly not to Joe we just painted a lovely picture. Does that mean does, does that mean that I'm going to fail? No, it means that I was smart enough to know that about myself a lot of years ago and put people in place that, that are actually interested in doing that. They're really literally interested in talking on the phone and selling stuff or, or talking to Land Academy customers or, you know, that's that's what they're interested in doing. And they want they want a job doing that. So I, you know, don't don't confuse 
well, giving up because, well, my personality is I'm a Joe and that's I can't get a mailer. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is find somebody who's going to work for you. And I don't mean on a W-2 paycheck. I mean, somewhere on Discord, there's tons of people lurking that have my personality. They would love to do your mailer with you and split the profit. It's true. Thank you. That was good. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information